This is the Return to Order Moment with Edwin Benson. Bringing you insights, analysis, and information for a culture in crisis. Drag queen story hours are only one aspect of the left's plot to corrupt society. Without a question, there are satanic attacks upon our children. Anyone who doubts this statement need look no further than the presence of drag queen story hours in America's libraries. Return to Order first heard about these diabolical events in the spring of 2019. We instantly began to fight against them. In March 2019, we carried an essay by Luis Sergio Salomeo, How Drag Queen Shows Destroy Children's Innocence. In and of itself, the idea of bringing together young people in public libraries to listen to stories told by a gifted storyteller is good. It nurtures the sense of wonder, which is so important in childhood. However, numerous libraries around the country are distorting this idea today. They are bringing together children aged three and up to listen to stories on transgenderism and homosexuality. The narrators are men cross-dressing as women, the so-called drag queens. Drag queens, says the so-called Gay-Lesbian Alliance Against Discrimination, quote, are men, typically gay men, who dress as women for the purpose of entertainment, unquote. And, adds the LGBT Project Wiki, drag is a part of Western gay culture, unquote. TFP Student Action and Return to Order are organizing protests outside libraries promoting such events. TFP Student Action has also done a protest petition to the American Library Association to stop this onslaught on children's innocence, an effort to mainstream and normalize the homosexual ideology. The Drag Queen Story Hour was created by lesbian writer Michelle T. and is coordinated by her company, Radar Productions, and its chapters in countless American cities and Puerto Rico. According to the Drag Queen Story Hour website, the event, quote, captures the imagination and play of the gender fluidity of childhood and gives kids glamorous, positive, and unabashedly queer role models, unquote. Among the books read to the innocent children is Families, Families, Families by Suzanne Lang. This is how the book is summarized. A story presented as a series of framed portraits features animals in dozens of combinations that represent and celebrate all kinds of non-traditional families, unquote. Another recommended book is Stella Brings the Family by Miriam B. Schiffer. In it, the main character, Stella, brings her two fathers to school to celebrate Mother's Day. Among the promoters of the Drag Queen Story Hour at the Lafayette Public Library in Louisiana was Dylan Pontiff, a.k.a. Drag Queen Santana Pilar. A self-avowed homosexual, he makes performances in so-called adult clubs and also for children on the library program. About that program, Pontiff stated before the Lafayette Consolidated Government Council This is going to be the grooming of the next generation. We are trying to groom the next generation, unquote. He also said that the, quote, 
Drag Queen Storytime event would help children and the community as a whole learn that it's okay to be different, unquote. It is evident that the purpose of the Drag Queen Story Hour is to deform children's innocent minds so that they grow up seeing homosexual sin as something good and normal. It is revolutionary psychological war on children's minds. It is in this context of involving children in the drag queen homosexual culture that we have the case of Desmond Napolis, an 11-year-old boy who performs in drag in homosexual clubs. According to his mother, as a toddler, Desmond would watch the TV show RuPaul's Drag Race with her. Thus, from a young age, he was used to seeing as normal that men behave like women and vice versa. This is precisely the effect intended by the promoters of Drag Queen Story Hour. Desmond soon took another step. At age seven, he also showed up on that program in drag. He has participated in homosexual parades to manifest his support. His website says, Desmond Napolis, stage name Desmond is Amazing, is an 11-year-old drag kid, awarded LGBTQ advocate, outspoken gay youth. The drag queen's ambiance is not as innocuous as they would have us believe. Without generalizing, let us give an example. In March of this year, the pro-family organization Mass Resistance denounced one of the drag queens participating in the Drag Queen Storytime in a Houston public library who was a registered sex offender. According to KHOU 11 TV, quote, a media spokesman for the library confirmed one of the program's drag queens, Tatiana Malanina, is Alberto Garza, a 32-year-old child sex offender. In 2008, he was convicted of assaulting an 8-year-old boy. Unquote. By imitating the opposite sex, a person denies his natural sex and acts contrary to the natural law. Accepting that men or boys present themselves as women is tantamount to accepting that God, author of human nature and therefore of the male and female sexes, be offended. Deuteronomy reads, A woman shall not be clothed with men's apparel, neither shall a man use women's apparel. For he that doeth these things is abominable before God. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 5. It is not surprising, therefore, that in this environment of revolt against nature and God's established order, at least one drag queen looks like a, quote, satanic goddess, as a pro-homosexual site reports. Quote, A few days ago, drag queen Zoshimochi from season one of the Boule Brothers Dragula read to children at Long Beach, California's Michelle Obama Neighborhood Library. She was dressed as what can only be described as a beautiful satanic goddess. That type of Luke is exactly what Mochi is known for. But on top of that, 
it was to celebrate LGBT Story Month and Halloween, unquote. On the contrary, our Lord tells us, quote, Whoever shall scandalize one of these little ones that believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and he were cast into the sea. Mark chapter 9, verse 41. Remember the saying of the first dictator of the Soviet Union, Vladimir Lenin, quote, Children, like soft wax, are very malleable and should be molded into good communists, unquote. Public libraries have become dens where transvestites read pro-homosexual stories to little children at taxpayer expense. Since politicians and clergy are not defending innocent children from the grave moral danger, we must step into the gap with a rosary crusade that is powerful, prayerful, peaceful, and effective. In response to this wave of drag queen story hours, TFP and its Return to Order and America Needs Fatima campaigns are organizing rosaries of reparation and protest in front of every library where the event takes place. Let us ask St. Nicholas, patron saint of children, that he protect them from the drag queen story hours and other similar events. Finally, let us pray to Our Lady of Victories that she give us strength in the battle to protect children and the natural order created by God. Since 2019, the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property has organized many of the rosaries of reparation and protest that Mr. Salomea referred to. They have been fruitful. Mr. John Horvat explains one recent success in his essay, How One Drag Storybook Hour Protest Changed McLean, Virginia. Not much usually happens at the McLean Community Center in the affluent D.C. suburb in Northern Virginia. Its 11 elected non-salaried officials take care of the family-oriented activities offered to residents. The center is locally financed by a special resident tax that gives neighbors a say in what happens there. This local touch ensured that nothing controversial ever happened at the place beyond its cultural events. At least not until last June. The center's directors provoked the community by co-sponsoring a drag storybook hour for children with the community's library to celebrate so-called Pride Month. This shocking program features men dressed as garish, painted women who read LGBTQ-themed storybooks to preschool children. The program was so out of character for the center that it divided McLean. The locals were enraged by this unsolicited change of program thrust upon them. As the June event at the nearby library unfolded, a group of protesters prayed the rosary outside, deploring the event that attacks childhood innocence. Never underestimate the power of a single protest. Since the protest, nothing has been the same at the center.
Subsequent meetings of the 11-member board featured residents expressing legitimate concern about the center's direction. For months, board members tried to ignore the complaints. And then residents did the only thing they could do. They organized to unseat them. This May, the normal blah election for the three open seats has turned into a hotly contested race of nine candidates seeking to unseat them. Issues like these triggered the conservative electoral victory in 2021 in Virginia. Nobody hides anything. It's all about the story hour. Three candidates represent the conservative reaction, with well-known residents Sebastian and Catherine Gorka leading the charge. On the opposite end of the spectrum, the local Democratic Party committee is doubling down by presenting a three-candidate slate on a platform called One Fairfax, taking the side of equity and even more story hours. The provocative event might have slipped under the community's radar had it not been for the protest. The prayers appeared to have their effect. The affluent community of 50,000 tends to be liberal, but the drag queen story hour shocked many, leaving them mugged by reality. Many residents have fond memories of the center as the site of concerts, picnics, chocolate festivals, and other family-friendly community events. They cannot understand how men dressed as women performing in front of toddlers found their way into the center's program. The story hour is like a nightmare, imposing a repugnant ideology on the most vulnerable. With this event, the left brought the culture war to the community. It is not going away. Its partisans have now decided to die on this hill. Rather than surrender to the left, conservatives are standing their ground. They want the story hours and their promoters out. The protest lives on. The story hour controversy has riled the political and cultural landscape all over the country. The appalling events have divided communities for and against. The issue has also split the right between the more libertarian wing, who tolerate it as a regrettable expression of free speech, and the moral conservatives, who believe the community has the right to defend itself against depravity. The story hours triggered the famous Saurabh Amari-David French debate about fighting back against a decadent culture. The issue is far from settled. As in McLean, the drag queen story hours have mobilized protesters who appear wherever the events happen. The American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property, TFP, has held hundreds of protest rosary rallies around the country. The protests and debate have turned the issue into the cutting edge of the culture war. Librarians and cultural groomers had hoped the events would enter the mainstream without controversy. However, protests have unmasked the story hours as acts of cultural terrorism that explode in peaceful communities unaccustomed to such shows of degeneracy. As a result of protests, 
Some drag queen story hour promoters no longer publicize these events as they once did. They have taken to hiding them from the public like stolen goods. Thus, continuous prayerful protests take away their dynamism and lead to their defeat. Constant protests not only isolate the particularly obscene activity, they also unmask the anti-Christian agenda that can always be found behind these events. When people get the whole picture of those attacking them, they react more vigorously. Many see that there is something evil about these presentations beyond official explanations. The trouble at the McLean Community Center illustrates what is happening all over America. The left is unmasking and showing its true face. It is desperately imposing its agenda on Americans, regardless of the consequences. Issues like critical race theory, transgender bathroom wars, and increasingly radical forms of procured abortion are dividing America. The aggressiveness of the left shows in its agenda. The reaction at McLean proves that protest is possible and effective. All it takes to change everything is the courage of a small handful of determined residents. As Mr. Horvat pointed out in his essay, the TFP has organized many such protests. The Return to Order moment asks any listeners who hear of such events in their areas to contact Return to Order or the TFP. We are eager to fight against this scourge against our children. One sign of our success is the reactions of Drake Queen Story Hour supporters. They and their media allies assert that we are the strange people and that they are normal. Longtime TFP supporter Mr. Michael Haynes exposes this desperate attempt in his essay. Left-wing media desperate to portray opposition to drag queen story hours as abnormal. With the increase of drag queen story hours in the nation's schools and public libraries, the left-wing media are using legitimate protests staged by concerned parents, families, religious leaders, and activists to portray the drag queens as akin to martyrs as if persecuted by dangerous parts of society. In a recent lengthy article, the Washington Post defended the so-called drag community against protesters. The article began, On a sweltering Sunday morning in July, several dozen people steeled themselves for a fight outside a library in a quiet Maryland suburb, unquote. The Post defended the story hours as, quote, family-friendly drag events, unquote, which, it said, were facing opposition from, quote, right-wing extremists and some politicians who in recent months falsely asserted that drag queens groom children, employing a line of attack increasingly used on the right to undermine gay rights more broadly, unquote. The Washington Post's article portrays the story hours as normal, with protesters against the story hours demonized as going against a normal, accepted practice in society. Quote, Not everyone is ready to welcome the drag community. Unquote. 
Yet the typical schedule for a drag queen story hour is filled with behavior that is far from normal. Filled with men inappropriately dressed as scantily clad women, reading often sexually explicit books on LGBT ideology to young children, and encouraging the children to imitate the performer. Earlier this year, a drag queen show due to take place at Denver's Botanic Gardens on June 18th was canceled, and the online listing for the event was quietly removed. Local news reporters cited organizers saying that the event was canceled after, quote, hateful comments were posted online and negative emails were sent to the Botanic Gardens, unquote. The drag queen in question, who performs as Shirley Delta Blow, also known as Stuart Sanks, is a long-standing performer who now specializes in reading to children in addition to his daytime job as a schoolteacher. His website reads, quote, Join Shirley as she reads some of her favorite children's books at these local bookstores and libraries. It continues, Kids, books, and drag queens. What could be better? Because reading is what? Fundamental. Unquote. This website extract highlights the great danger such events pose to children as tradition, family, and properties TFP student action has long warned. With LGBT and so-called transgender ideology pushed onto children through the presumably fundamental medium of reading, LGBT activists can effectively spread their movement to the young, destroying their innocence, and replacing it with teachings of transgender and homosexual ideology. However, the cancellation of the Botanic Garden's Drag Queen Story Hour appeared to confirm Shirley in his conviction to spread LGBT ideology rather than prompting him to rethink his decisions. Quote, I want kids to feel safe and appreciated and supported and loved. And when an event gets canceled, I think the message that it sends is, Hey, drag queens and stories, there's something wrong about that. Canceling a drag queen story hour could send a difficult message to children, said Sanks. In a similar vein... CNN also addressed the backlash faced by so-called transgender activists in the UK as parents took to the streets to protest the Drag Queen Story Hour UK, which has spread to those shores in recent years. One concerned parent warned that the explicit shows were, quote, sexualizing children, unquote. However, CNN's headline read, Drag Queen Story Time in England promotes compassion and inclusion. British far-right extremists are imposing U.S. hate against them. Unquote. One pro-transgender mother told CNN that she took her daughter to the event, quote, to learn about inclusivity and different communities, saying that she thought it would be fun. It's an art. It is a laugh, and something different that involves books and stories, unquote. So prevalent is the acceptance of LGBT and transgender ideology, however, 
that when confronted with protesters outside the drag queen event, the mothers became upset. Not at the planned show, but the protesters. Such a concerted effort by the mainstream media to portray the radical transgender movement's assault on children highlights the movement's fear of childhood innocence, as returned to order author John Horvat observed recently. The need for the transgender movement to corrupt childhood innocence and to portray any opposition to their actions as abnormal is considered urgent because a child's well-formed and protected innocence can discern something of the substance of the transgender lobby as wholly unnatural. But if children are exposed to such corruptions of nature from an early age, Horvat wrote, the result is confusion, contradiction, and chaos in the child's mind that he spreads to those around him, unquote. If taught to accept the transgender movement as true, one learns to reject the natural law and God's law to embrace a false concept of reality. This assault on the innocence of youth stems directly from the anti-Catholic undercurrent of the so-called transgender movement, which is at heart opposed to the teachings of Christ. Despite the concerted push by left-wing media outlets and vocal LGBT and transgender activists to normalize drag queen story hours, the opposition to them is well-founded. One such example of pushback from concerned parents and TFP student action came in the form of nearly 19,000 people signing a TFP petition and urging an Indiana public library to cancel a planned Drag Queen Story Hour in 2019. Throughout the years, TFP Student Action has organized numerous such campaigns and public protests, warning parents about the dangers the Drag Queen events pose to their children and the future of American society. As TFP Student Action Director John Ritchie wrote some years ago, Children are being conditioned to believe that it's normal and possible for a boy to become a girl, and vice versa, unquote, through those events. Quote, A perverse culture of sin is poisoning minds to accept intrinsically disordered passions and reject reality and biology. That's why TFP Student Action is mobilizing its national online network of volunteers to denounce and protest the immoral Drag Queen Story Hour program legally and peacefully. Our public libraries should be clean places, not smutty platforms for sinful lifestyles. Unquote. With this in mind, UK catechist and author Deacon Nick Donnelly told the TFP that, quote, drag shows are dangerous for children and adults because they involve mockery against God's purpose in creating human beings in his image and likeness as male and female, unquote. See Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. He warned that despite the drag queen story hours, quote, Pretense of frivolity and fun. At the heart of drag shows is the defiant rebellion of homosexual 
and transgender persons against God's creation of the integral complementarity of maleness and femaleness. Furthermore, the feverish atmosphere of sexual innuendo and exhibitionism at drag shows attacks children's innate sense of modesty and the dormancy of their sexual natures, Deacon Donnelly added. Parents are right to resist the exposure of their children to these homosexual and transgender displays of Luciferian rebellion against God. Unquote. This concludes Drag Queen Story Hours are only one aspect of the left's plot to corrupt society. Thank you for listening. Return to Order, of which this podcast is only a part, strives to be a source of light in a dark and disordered world. Your prayers are appreciated. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please remember that we publish a new episode every week as Tuesday becomes Wednesday at midnight. There are two ways to make sure you don't miss future episodes. The first way is to subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. Another is to go to our website, www.returntoorder.org, and click on the podcast link at the top of the page, which will take you to a list with all the most recent podcasts on top. We ask subscribers to give us a five-star rating with the service through which you are listening to it. Increased subscriptions and high ratings mean that more people will be directed to the Return to Order moment when searching for new podcasts. So by rating us, you can help Return to Order be more effective. In addition, subscribers gain access to all the previous episodes of the Return to Order moment. We would also like to recommend the book, which spells out the motivations behind our work. Mr. John Horvat's book, Return to Order, is available as a free download through our website, www.returntoorder.org or in printed and recorded form through our bookstore. All rights are reserved. Copyright 2022 by the American Society for the Defense of Tradition, Family, and Property. TFP.